Hey there, you sexy book lovers. Welcome to Cocktails and Cliteratures Wine Down Wednesdays, where we review the steamy, smutty romance novels we all love while sipping on irresistible wine and cocktails. I'm Constance, joined by my sister Amber, and we're your fierce and fabulous guides on this wild ride. We'll have you giggling, blushing, and feeling that heat in all the right places. So let's spread those pages wide open, get cozy, and sip on our insanely delicious drinks as we conquer that midweek slump like the naughty vixens we are. Cheers! Hey everyone, welcome to Cocktails and Cliteratures Wine Down Wednesday. I'm your host, Constance. And I'm your co-host, Amber. And we are super excited today to talk about some wonderful books we've been reading. One in particular, Actar, y'all. Amber finally read it. I read it a few years ago and um, reread it to go along this journey with Amber. So, yeah. I... I'm so mad that I waited so long to get into this series. It doesn't make any sense. This book was right up my alley with my fantasy, with my romance. It was just really, really good, really enjoyable. And uh, I can't wait to get into it. Yeah, me either. I think it was one of those series that once you start, you can't stop. I will say, you know, the first hundred pages or so of the book, a little slow, a lot of details, a lot of story building. But once the action starts, Mm-mm-mm, girl, you do not want to, you don't want to stop reading that book. Yeah, mm-hmm. as soon as he kicked, he kicked down the door, we'll get oh. to that. But that's when the book came alive to me. But mm-hmm. once I read it all, I understood why those first 100 pages were necessary for like her family building, which is really interesting. And I know we're going to get to that too. <laughs> yes. So yeah, I'm going to give you a quick uh, synopsis. I know most of you have read this. Um but if you haven't, this will give you the lowdown and then you can jump into book two. There might be a couple of spoiler alerts in here. Um, I'm going to try to keep it to a minimum. But again, if you've read it, you already know this stuff. So, okay. We have few characters. The main character in this book is Feyre. And she is the daughter of a merchant who has lost all of his wealth based on some bad investments. So her mother died several years prior to this, and they had to leave all their wealth behind and move into a small cabin out in the wilderness, and they are struggling. They ran out of money. They don't have any food. So Feyre is the youngest of three sisters. Feyre is 14 when she has to start hunting to feed the family because no one else gets up to do it. So she promised her mother on her deathbed that she would be the one to take care of the family, and she's holding true to this promise, and that's why she's out there hunting, getting food for the family. Now, yeah, she did the most for them and they did not appreciate it at all. Pharaoh was like the Cinderella of this book. Would you agree? Yes, 100%. My heart went out for her to her. I'm like, there's a house full of people and you're the only one out here keeping everybody alive. That was, I'm Mm -hmm. sorry, poor parenting. I'm just going to keep it all the way fucking real. And I understand being a mom, you try to get your kids to rally but like you put it on the baby mama damn Uh i kept waiting to see if like she came into some special powers she's a regular ass human doing this shit at that young age 
Okay. And her sisters were like a few years older than her. They had more education than her and they knew how to move around the world. And yet they left it up to her baby sister. Now the two sisters that are older, you have Nesta, who's the queen bee. Her ass wanted to take all the money and the earnings from the food that Feyre hunted that she was using to to get all the other necessities they needed outside of the the animals she was catching. And they would follow her to the market and be like, what you going to buy us with this um, earnings you got from the stuff that you built? Mm -hmm. Right, right. And let's not even talk about her dad, who didn't even put the effort to try to help. No. I'm sorry. As a parent, even if I have a disability, whatever little bit I'm able to do, best believe I'm going to do that. So he was trifling too. But then I I mean, I felt bad for him, but not overly so. Like, so you two ass up, these are your daughters. Yeah, he was all sad because he lost his riches and he did get a little injured because Yeah, Yeah, they beat that ass. Pause the show, okay? If you're watching us. But if you're listening to us, stop what you're doing and follow us on whatever streaming platform you're on. So if you like us and you're listening and you haven't followed us, do that right now. Click the button. It's so fast to just pick up your phone, hit follow. You're good to go. And while you're there, rate us, right? Because if you rate us, we get to be on more algorithms. We get to pop up on more pages. And then that gives this genre, romance genre, more visibility, gives Mm -hmm. authors platforms and gives us a place to talk about it. This is so much fun. We want to keep doing it. We want to grow. We want to get better. And we need you guys to do that. And if you're watching us on YouTube, make sure to hit that subscribe button as well. <laughs> Beat that ass from that, that bad investment. He was right. owing some folks some money. Um, so, so yeah, so he was injured for a little while, but I mean, he healed up and still didn't do shit. So he was exactly. one whack ass daddy. <laughs> for real. Like, for real. Just, I, I understand. So everybody in the house had a damn attitude. Yeah. It, it favors out here just like thugging it out for everybody. So kudos to her. But I mean, she was yeah. very limited. I mean, the girl was illiterate. <laughs> she was. Oh, wait, wait. We can't not talk okay. about Elaine. Okay. Elaine is the other sister. And she has a very nice, sunny disposition. But her ass didn't do anything either. Yes. Okay. All she did is sit around and flit around in her little dress. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> And Favor only like tolerated her because at least she didn't cause conflict. Yeah. So that made like, oh, you're lazy, but you're not confrontational. So fine. I love you. Like, right. no, no, bitch. No action is a choice. Okay. That No action is. It yes. is an action. Yeah. Because you decided yeah. not to do something. Yeah. Yeah. I'll let you get I, back to it. I just had to, I just had to call it out. I mean, we can relate, oh, yeah. but we digress. <laughs> We can relate. <laughs> and not digress. just with sisters. Yeah. Okay. Family in general. You just, you know, you're born into the family you're born into and you can't help that. But I'm sorry, blood is not thicker than water. And sometimes your friends, the family you make is your family because hmm, we got some trifling family members too. And it is what it is. It is. Yep. Speak on. <laughs> That's 100% true. <laughs> And that's all we're going to say about that. Yep. Moving right along. (laughs) So 
So, so yeah, so we have Feyre. It's been a rough winter um, and she's had a hard time finding food. So one day she goes out hunting and, ooh, let me preface this with saying that she lives in a town that's right on the border of Fairyland. Okay, and Fairyland, there's a treaty where the fairies can't come over into the human realm and do anything to harm them, to hurt them, to do anything, right? Um, Based on some war that happened a long time ago, this was the compromise and this is how they're living. They're living separately now. So where Feyre lives and her family, it's right on the border. Um, And they are not supposed to hunt in a certain area of those woods that belong to fairy. But it's cold and it's winter and they are freezing and they are hungry. And so she's like, look, fuck it. It's between survival or starving and I'm going to survive and I'm going to take care of my family. And so she goes out to hunt in those, those woods she's not supposed to be in. Yeah, either way it was a risk. Risk not feeding your family and everybody dying because you guys are starving to death or Mm -hmm. risk yourself getting caught by a fae or whatever else is out there to try to kill some Vernon so that your family could eat and, you know, (laughs) sell some shit on the streets. What did you say? Vermin? I don't know. said Vermin? Vernon? Oh, that's a name. Vermin? (laughs) Leave that in. Vermin? (laughs) Vermin? hunting one day and she sees like a deer um, or something like that. And she's like, okay, I've finally found something. But she turns around and what does she see? A big ass wolf. And she's like, oh shit, this wolf is going to take down this deer that I need to feed my family. And I can't be having that. So I'm going to take my arrows and I'm going to shoot this fucking wolf. And the wolf gets shot, but he allows her to shoot him basically. At least that's what it seemed like to me. Uh, Yes and no. She did a good job because it could have went either way. I was like, because remember she was trying to figure out if the wolf was Faye or not. And I don't know. It was kind of early in the book. So I didn't, there wasn't a whole bunch of backstory at that point. Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. once she shot it, she thought, oh, this is a regular wolf then. You know what I mean? Because if it was a Faye wolf, then there's no way I would have been able to kind to of it. do this. So yep. so that to me was like, I knew something funny was going on, but I didn't know what it was, especially because, you know, new to the new to the whole thing. Yeah. And she kept saying, you know, it was larger than the other wolves she had seen before. So again, yeah, that could have been a, maybe I shouldn't do this, but she was like, fuck it. I'm hungry. Yes. He got, got to go. And it's going to be him. Yeah. Again, that so, risk. She had to weigh it. She shot that wolf. She skinned him, killed her deer, and went home and fed her family and went to the market to sell that shit. She carried that shit out of the forest like a champ, okay? And mind you, she's hungry. Pharaoh with the wind. She came through. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's one strong biatch. Yeah, and sure. she was hungry. <laughs> How you going to be <laughs> dragging a deer and a pelt? <laughs> From a big ass wolf out the woods to your house when it's freezing and you're hungry. I don't know, but she made that shit work. So um, I'm not even sure how long it was after she brought that food home and they cooked it and she cleaned the pelt and everything, uh, sold it. And then one night there's some banging on the door and they're like, oh, fuck, what is that? Who is that? Why are they here? Who was it, Amber? 
Tamlin. He's a high lord, yes. right? Yeah. High lord. Okay. Mm-hmm. So he can shift into a beast with claws and fur and big. And that is the representation that he brings to their doorstep that fucking night. And he busts down the door and he says, who killed that wolf? And the whole family is shook. The dad, <laughs> old cripple ass over there, didn't do anything, froze for a second. The two sisters were shitting on themselves. I think Elaine pissed herself. The other one, Netta was just like, Nesta was like, and here we go. Feyre again, being Stepping a soldier, up. saying she, I did she it. She said, yeah, she said, I did it. Take Don't me. hurt my family. Take me. Okay. So he's like, oh, okay. You're the one who did it. You, this little human, you were able to kill him. He was a fae. How did you not know that? Et cetera, et cetera. Why were you hunting in that area anyway? You know, it's forbidden. So he's like, well, guess what? I'm not going to kill you, but you have to come to fairy now. You got to go to Prithian and Feyland and just that's where you got to go and live your life. You can never come back to the human world. Yeah. Either I'm going to kill you here or you're going to come and pay your debt some other kind of way. But based on the treaty, I can't just leave you be. Because if I don't get you, somebody else is going to come get your ass. Yeah. So you better yeah. be happy. It's me. Yeah. Bring yourself. Mm-hmm. And so her family is like, her sisters don't say shit, but mm-hmm. her dad's like, go and live this life and don't ever come back. And she was taken aback, <laughs> right? Because she was like, really? Now your ass want to say something to me? Yeah. Now? Oh, no. That pissed mm-hmm, me off. Mm-hmm. It's like her parents were really good with putting extra shit on her at like the worst moments possible. Yeah, it's true. It is so true. And I felt so bad for Feyre. All she wanted to do was take care of her family, you know, um, fulfill her promise to her mom. Um, She treated her sisters as though they were incapable of doing anything and she had to be the one to step up. So she was forced to go. Um, with Tamlin. And all she can think about is who's going to take care of them. How are they going to survive? I'm not there, you know, and she's worried about them the whole way and trying to figure out how she can scheme to get back to them. She arrives. It's beautiful spring court. Um, They give her her own room. She's able to kind of flourish. She's able to eat. Yeah. That was the first thing. She got there and there was a table full of food. And then she was mad. She was like, how are you guys going to have all this food for only you few people and we're over here starving? And then she heard that they're not supposed to eat any of that food either because it makes them susceptible to a lot of things. So she didn't even want to eat any of the food. Yeah, she loved, I mean, the court, the the castle sounds beautiful. She mm-hmm. really came up, you know, and for a while she was trying to figure out like, is this for real? Why don't mm-hmm. they kill me i killed their friend she's trying to figure out what the hell is going on and why like they're a little bit not chill about it Mm -hmm. but then we did but then when they got there let me just take it back real quick tamlin has to wear a mask yes so when she sees him outside of his beast form she he seems to be a handsome man, but only from the nose down because they have like masquerade like type of mask on from like, a, you know, one of those kind of like great Gatsby's or like Phantom of the Opera type of mask. And everyone in this court does. And they can't remove it. Yeah. It's stuck in the face. So that's another odd thing. She's like, what? What happened? They, they tell her it's like. 
like a sickness. Yeah. Um, yeah, in all the land. And so yeah. this is something that they're dealing with. But really, it's a curse, um, similar to like a Beauty and the Beast type of thing. And so she's in this court and she starts thriving, right? She starts to trust um, Tamlin. Tamlin has an emissary um, named Lucian who becomes one of her good friends and they have some fun banter and it kind of lightens the mood. And she's able to kind of uh, incorporate herself into this. And of course, the romance builds and she ends up falling for Tamlin. And they have this solstice. And um, during the solstice, everybody from all the different courts are coming to enjoy and participate in the rite, which is where Tamlin has to fuck uh, someone to spread his seed so that the land continues to be fertile. But while she's there, there's also some unsavory um, characters. She's, they told her to stay her ass in the room. And Tamlin, that that night, it's known that after they perform the ceremony, he there's a bunch of women around, men around. It's a hypersexual event that is about to occur. And after the mm-hmm. ceremony is over and they do whatever because he's the high lord, then he turns into like a horny beast, okay? (laughs) And as soon as it's over, he gets to pick any woman that he wants. And women are there to be chosen, to be fucked by him Mm -hmm. in his beast form and his most Mm -hmm. raw and primal self. So that's why they're telling her, stay in the room. You might like him. You might have a little flirty thing, but what will happen to you tonight will not be nice. Meaning... Mm -hmm. He's going to fuck the shit out of you. Mm-hmm. So stay mm-hmm. in the room because your little human body can't handle it. But yes. again, she was hungry <laughs> and she took her ass out of that room. And guess who she ran into? Resand. Mm-hmm. Because as soon as her ass is out walking around, she gets approached by two unsavory creatures who want to take her into the bushes and do whatever else they wanted to do. But they probably thought she was there because she wanted to be a part of it. Because remember, after Tamlin picks his his mate, then everybody is free game. And then everybody mm-hmm. starts clicking up and fucking. And it's like, whoever gets you is who you get to fuck. So I think those two guys, that's why they're like, you don't know what you're doing out here. By being yeah. out here means you are down for the dick. Whatever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, so come mm-hmm. on and Ray San, he stops it. Yeah, so he's like, hey, there you are. I've been looking for you. Mm-hmm. And um, her her first thought is, he's the most beautiful man I have ever seen in my yes. life. I was like, oh, man, he's hot. And he's not wearing a mask. And he's not wearing a mask. So she gets to see all of him, his violet eyes, all ooh, that good he stuff. He sounded sexy as hell. Nice little snack. Yeah, mm. I was like, ooh, shit. Tamlin who? <laughs> yes, exactly. Where? so he saves her he's like who are you what's your name she's very vague and that's pretty much their encounter right yeah yeah and he's like i'll be seeing you around friend yeah exactly so she goes back to the house guess who shows up tamlin he's ready he scented her he knows she's not locked in that room and he corners her and uh yeah they don't have sex but he's sniffing and biting and yeah, and he tells her, I was looking for you. Mm-hmm. And then he said, go to your room. And they parted ways. But not after he got her dripping wet and excited. And she wanted to be bitten. And she was jealous of whoever he got to mate with. Because he fucked somebody that right. night. He sure did. Yeah, he he, sure did. he broke somebody's back all the way in. <laughs> 
That's all I know. All the way in or all the way out? <laughs> both. He did both. <laughs> <laughs> broke it in, broke it out, broke it in, broke it out, broke it in. He was just popping it. Uh, making her uh, both ways, both ways, uh, and she was taking it. It's craziness. Yeah. I was like, "Are you dumb?" Um, yes, she, <laughs> yes. I kept thinking that too, bitch. They told you she she had no common sense. She was able to go out and and hunt, but when it came to something like survival in the in the instance where you're a human around all these supernatural beings and they can take advantage of you. Why would you go against what they say for you to do and be out there amongst them all? You can't protect yourself. So I was like, that's stupid. Yeah. And then the, the time that she got caught by Tamlin was the second time she, she snuck out. Because remember, she got caught by those dudes. And then I'm thinking, you dumbass bitch. <laughs> but also once he approached her, I was like, tear her up. Yeah. I was like, okay. Give her, give, get her. Make her pay for being out here in these streets. Mm-hmm. <laughs> make, I, wanted, I wanted him, I wanted Tamlin to just... Put it on her. She deserved it. She made a lot of questionable questionable. choices. Yeah, for sure she did. So some time passes and she's there and she's trying to figure out what do I need to do to get out of here? Yeah. So then she calls the surreal, which she gets the idea from Lucian because there's like a fae that can't lie to you if you trap it. So Lucian told her how to trap it. She traps it. She gets to ask a few questions. She basically says, is there a way to get out of the treaty? He said, absolutely not. He basically told her there was a curse. This is how she first finds out. And she's like, oh, it's not a sickness. It's a curse. What have they been hiding from me and why? And then he also tells her, you're going to be okay as long as you stay with Tamlin, stay with the high Lord, stay by his side and everything will be okay. But before she can ask more questions, and this is where she also finds out he's a high Lord fake. Cause she didn't know that she knew he was probably mm-hmm. of royalty, but, she, but he's one of the mm-hmm. highest holds yeah. his own court. So then right before she get tries to get more details out of what the curse entails, then this, that creature, the Nagas come and they start attacking her. There's four of them. And what's happening is now a lot of the courts have like spells to protect them so that certain creatures get out. But a part of the sickness is that the magic in Feyland has dwindled. It is not as strong. So here Feyre is surrounded by these creatures. She's able to get two of them. Lucian told her, scream my name if something happens. She screams. Who shows up? Not Lucian. Tamlin comes and he slays the other two and he snatches Mm -hmm. her up and says we're going home what the hell are you doing out here Uh, she gives him the whole spiel about i was trying to figure out where i could go and and what's going on with my sisters and he's like they're Mm -hmm. fine they have riches they're doing just fine you need to Mm -hmm. relax listen to what the fuck i'm saying saying and stay inside the goddamn house also, the surreal, one of the things she did, she had an opportunity to escape and she could have left the surreal where he was. She was like, you know what? I'm going to release him. And most people wouldn't have done that. So then after this, we get into more of the romance and Hamlin starts showing her the land, taking her to like really cool points. And they have these romantic moments where they're laughing and they're leaning in and they go to like the starry 
waterfall that isn't quite water, but it's some, it's made up of stars and it sounds so beautiful and so sexy. Oh, yes. Soft. And they get naked and they go and she starts just kind of like matching his energy. And so they're having this sexual tension and it's building more and more creatures are breaking his borders. Mm-hmm. And she's starting to get a whiff of who and what is causing this quote unquote sickness, which is a curse and introduce Amarantha. She sends people to the court asking what's up with the deal Tamlin has made with her. Are you ready yet to do what I'm asking you? Are are you ready yet? And he keeps telling her to fuck off. Give me all the time Mm -hmm. that I say I I still have time. And Mm -hmm. Feyre doesn't know what that time means. There seems to be like a way to break it, but Feyre doesn't know. Yeah. And they can't tell her. Exactly. So, Mm -hmm. you know, their relationship is blossoming. But as I'm watching it blossom, I am wondering, like, what piece does she play in this puzzle? Because he kept her around. He was really nice to her. They were having romantic moments. And every time that their romantic moments started to look like they were going to happen, Lucian dipped. He left. So that was also a sign to me, like, he's encouraging it he wants this to happen with Tamlin and Feyre. And so I'm like, okay, okay. She's the key to something. As people start realizing that there's a human in Feyland and all this stuff, more creatures are coming. It's getting more dangerous. So one night they finally fuck. They finally get it on. They finally have amazing sex. They're Mm -hmm. in each other's arms. He's stroking her after he fucks the shit out of her makes her feel good. And as she's, falling asleep and he's stroking her hair he tells her he loves her but she does not respond so right after Mm -hmm. they fuck and they lock it down and it seems like oh my god happily ever after and showed up again and so they glamored Feyre so she was in the room but Rhysand couldn't see her but he saw three dinner settings yeah yeah and he was like Marantha is coming to get you basically so you better figure this shit out or it's gonna be too late he's like oh who's your guest and they're like nobody so he starts sniffing around and he realizes that um she's been glamored so he's like I thought we'd meet again what's your name and she didn't want to give her name and so she said my name is Claire so he ends up leaving and that's when they end up saying fair you gotta go I'm sending you back to your family after she's created such a life here in the spring court. Yes. So she ends up back at home and her family has a new mansion. The dad's away doing his merchant thing again. They're rich. And they're like, oh, Feyre, what are you doing back here? Uh, Tamlin had put a glamour on the family to say that Feyre went to go live with her great aunt who was dying and left her all this stuff. Um, And then Nessa's like, wait a minute. No, I went to go look for your ass. And so she's like, you came to look for me? So she decides, you know what? I need to get back to him. Like, he's the love of my life. I don't know why I didn't say I love him. I need to go back to him, right? Yeah. So she Mm -hmm. goes back to Parisian. And she goes back to the spring court. Everything's a mess. Amarantha came with her goons. Her handmaiden is like, they're under the mountain. And... No human should be going there. So you need to take your ass back home. That's right. Because her handmaiden ends up telling her the whole story that Mm -hmm, Amaranthia mm -hmm. took power from the Fae, is holding Mm -hmm. every court hostage, cursed Mm -hmm. them with the mask that's on their face, you know, is just killing and draining these courts, creating this uprising. People are doing terrible things. 
pretty soon we're all going to be under her power, under her, mm-hmm. her authority. And there's nothing that we can fucking do about it. Everybody has to do what she says do or they're dead. And she was like, you mm-hmm. stupid girl. All you yeah. had to do was tell him that you loved him. And remember, he said he loved her when she was sleeping. And he said, I love you when he sent her away in that carriage back home. But he, he couldn't tell her anything else. And she's like, no, take me to him questionable decision because what's she going to do in Prithian with all these fae, with an evil queen who wants her man, what's she going to do? But she's like, no, I love him. I'm going to go fight. And so that's how she ends up under the mountain. Yes. And then she gets there and right away they smell her ass. She gets thrown into this room and there's Amaranthia, there's Tamlin, there's Lucian, all these fae. They bring her in front of Amarantha. That's right. And and she's like, oh, this little human, what are you doing here? Why are you here? Um, she's like, I'm here to claim the men that I love. And I hope this is enough to break the curse. But she's too late. Mm-hmm. Her ass is too late. And Amarantha is like, why do you want Tamlin? Tamlin is mine. Yeah. I'm going to kill you. Yeah, yeah so ahead. she was like, is there anything I can do? Anything I can do? So, you know, Amarantha, she's twisted of course because she's a fucking villain and she says mm-hmm. oh, okay because obviously as a fae there's no way like logic makes sense to them you're immortal there's no way you're going to be able to do anything that i task you with or challenge you with you're a fucking mortal so she's like i'm gonna have some fun with you okay i'm gonna have some fun yes. and i'm gonna give you three trials and if you pass all three then you can live I will release Tamlin and I will break the curse. And she Mm -hmm. said, but you don't even have to do those three trials. If you were to get this riddle that I just give you and she gave her this riddle, if you can solve this riddle, then I'll break the curse right now. This bitch just, yes. And so Mm -hmm. she couldn't figure out the curse. So she was like, I guess trials it is. The trials have to be done on the full moon. So she's going to be there for three months. And during Mm -hmm. that time, she has to, earn her keep. The first trial, she has to fight this creature and she Mm -hmm. ends up winning, but at the expense of like extreme bodily harm. Bones are broken, cut, she's getting infections, high fever. She's on the brink of death. Sand comes in to save the day because (laughs) the hero slash villain based on what happened when he came to visit last time. So she already doesn't like this dude. He's like, hey, look, I'm betting on you. If you win this, we're all free. So you can accept my help or not. But you are going to die if you don't. You already know you're dying. And his help comes with terms. Yes. If she decides to take his help, he wants her to visit him Three weeks? No, a of- week out of a, of every month. That's what they agreed yes. on. Because first he said two. Yeah. And then okay. she was like, yeah. uh-uh, motherfucker, one. And then, yes. <laughs> and yeah. so, yeah. So one week out of every month, she has to go stay at his court. I was already like, with the way that mm-hmm. he looks, mm. he gonna Some get shit's going to go down. Yeah. I'm, I'm here for the love triangle that I definitely feel brewing and I don't know if it's going to be an MMF or she's just going to fuck one over here and fuck one over there. Mm -hmm. I Mm -hmm. don't know what's to come, but I'm thrilled about her sexual possibilities. (laughs) Me too. I was like, okay, girl. Okay. Get it. What's going to happen at that night court over there that cause he's high Lord of night court. So that's another thing that just makes him so sexy. Right. Because he's dark and mysterious and like the most powerful high Lord of them all. I like it. Um, 
You know, he's like shadow. He's got wings. Mm, He's like full package. You already know he puts it down. And right now he's biding his time being Amarantha's whore because that's the only way he can keep more of his power and, you know, spy and try to orchestrate this big, you know, escape and freedom for the people. So he's her whore for a purpose, for a reason. But anyway, she agrees. Pharaoh agrees to this one week a month. And he says, okay, we got a bargain. And then he tattoos her arm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And the night court symbol. So she's marked like she's owned and he possesses her like, you know, um, Mm -hmm. So, yeah, and, but I love his personality. He, I'm sorry, he's a little bit more likable than Tamlin. Tamlin's a little bit more silly. Their banter is just, it's not as fun and flirty. So I really Mm -hmm. like the kind of conversations, the way he picks on her, the way that they interact with each other. I really like him. So he heals her. And before the next trial, which is a month away, like every night he like, dresses her up he sends like these shadow people that clean yeah clean her up put her in next to fucking nothing whole body on display for all fairies to see tamlin included Mm -hmm. and he drags her up as like his date sorry hair everywhere in my face my (laughs) lip gloss sticking to my gloss um but yes too much um but so then she's like He takes her up there. He has her sit on his lap. He displays her as if she belongs to him. And Tamlin is just sitting there with a stone face trying not to give off that he loves her. Because if he does, Amaranthia is going to kill her immediately because that girl Claire, who she thought was Feyre, they went and grabbed her and killed her Mm -hmm. and her whole family. Yes. Strong Claire up. Hanging from the ceiling. Not in a sexy way. Not in a shibari way. (laughs) No. No shibari happening here. Claire was tortured. Yeah, skinned. Like, just brutalized. So, he already knows by... And because Amaranthia wants to smash Tamlin. She wants to fuck Mm -hmm. Tamlin. And Mm -hmm. that's part of the deal. She was like, you need to make a human fall in love with you. Somebody that hates Faye. And if that Mm -hmm. doesn't work out, then you're mine. I get to have you. She wanted him before he turned her down. She's too brutal. He doesn't like her, but she wants him and she doesn't like rejection. So she going to get that dick. She going to get it any way Mm -hmm. she can. Mm -hmm. If that means I have to force you to give it to me, then so be it. I'm getting it. Yeah. She's crazy. Yeah. He heals her. He's taking her out. He's given her drink so that she doesn't remember all the things that are happening to her at these parties. He can make Amarantha believe that, you know, she's his little plaything. She's nothing to worry about. And so that's another way to take the the focus off of her being a threat to Tamlin is because he's got ownership of her. It's just really so, wild. So she's doing mm-hmm. this like multiple nights back to back and it just becomes a routine, a thing. Yeah, so she goes through her trial. She she wins all of them. Yes. The mm-hmm. last one is she has to kill three face. And this is where it really is brutal on her soul. And I mean, just from human to human, you know, life to life as a reader, we can relate. Like that to me was like such a brutal thing. But in the grand scheme of things, you kind of have to do what's better because if she kills these three fae that are before her, then she can save all these kingdoms. So it's like three lives versus the lives of all these courts that are on the line here. So she's not just about to free Mm -hmm. Tamlin. She is Mm -hmm. 
uh, like a vessel for something so much bigger and the key to like just getting the kingdoms back in order in the fairyland, you know, the way it's supposed to. So mm -hmm. she kills the first two. The third one ends up being Tamlin. She thought Tamlin was standing next to her, but turns, yeah, turns out she glamored it and made her think that it was him. So here mm -hmm. he is in she's terrified she doesn't want to kill him and then she starts thinking and she's like oh my gosh she would never let me kill tamlin she wants tamlin mm -hmm. for herself so this is a trick she knows that i'm not going to be able to do it so she'll kill me and she knows that if i kill him then she'll kill me either way because she's mad that i killed him but she doesn't yeah. want him to die so there's must be something going on here then she kind of like replays her experience in the you know spring court and she realizes that they always reference to his heart as being cold and not real and not beating and she remembered mm -hmm. the night that they had sex and she didn't feel his heartbeat and she was like mm -hmm. oh my god this is a part of the curse they don't have a heart so she takes the knife she jabs it into him everybody's surprised that she's willing to kill this person she professed her love to there's like a box or some a barrier so it does not pierce his heart so no. she essentially wins and then amarantha is like i'm not doing this i i'll let him go but i never said when i never said yeah. when so then she's uh -huh. like what the fuck like this bitch always plays games so finally mm -hmm. she gets to thinking and she's looking around and she's just murdered people for no reason she's feeling defeated mm -hmm. and then boom the riddle the answer to the riddle comes to her it's yeah love. as she's being beat yeah as she's being beaten yeah and she's screaming yeah, on the brink of death mm -hmm. and then it comes to her and right before she loses consciousness and dies pretty much she says love and breaks the curse mm -hmm, mm -hmm. now Amarantha can't do anything. Tamlin has all his power. Everyone has all their power back. And Tamlin's like, I'm fucking ripping your throat out. Yes. He and takes he her out it. so fast. Meanwhile, Feyre's over here dying because she like broke her neck. Like she beat her, broke her bones, her ribs, her neck, everything, right? And uh, Rhysand is the only one that tried to save her before they got their power back and she was being beaten. He tried to save her. So he sees her on the ground you know, pretty much hanging on by a thread. She really did die. He held her thread of life um, until she was brought back to life. And the way she was brought back to life is he got into the minds of all the high lords and said, hey, go give her a drop of your power, basically. And if all the high lords did that, then she could be reborn and be a fae, an immortal. Fuck yeah, That's you said, said that. Yes, bitch, tell that story. <laughs> You wrapped that up so good. <laughs> so well said. Yes. You did such a good job. I was like you all too. enthralled again. Like, oh shit, I read that. <laughs> but um, yes, yeah, so so now she's immortal, which is amazing. But I mm -hmm. just knew that those murders, those phases that she had to take out was going to weigh heavily on her. Yeah, mm -hmm. uh, you know, Ray Sand is a ally, it seems like, the whole time. He was mm -hmm. hoping to be free of that bitch as well. And lastly, as she's healing, they're still under the mountain. So he he nudges the bond for her to come up and find him. And he's like, hey, how you doing? Glad to see you're all right. As he turns to leave, he's like, wait a minute. And then he looks at her and something happens. Yeah, yep, exactly. 
The mm-hmm. end. I love that book. I thought it was really good. The beginning, you know, took me a little bit to get into it. But once, like you said, when Tamlin came and knocked on that door, I was like, oh, shit's about to shit's about to pop off. And then she went under the mountain. That was another pivotal point. Yeah, I loved it. The story was definitely a five, but this is not the steamiest book we have read. Their sex no. themes are tamed in comparison to what we have, you know, reviewed here for the most part, but yeah. still very satisfying and still right up the cocktails in literature alley. So this is something yes. that you need to get be a part of. It is like a movement. It's a community all on its own. I know for people who have already read it, they probably feel like you are going to want to start reading it again and go on yes. this journey with me. So if you read it, you want to reread it with me, that'd be great. Get on our Instagram. Tell us about what chapter you're on. We can have conversations there on social media. If you haven't read it, you should definitely check it out. And either way, you should follow along because this is a big deal in the book world. I mean, people love this. I see this on so many pages. Oh, yeah. It's like every day I see a post about this. And I mean, this series has been a while for years. So it's it's not going nowhere. Sarah J. Moss is like doing the business. And um, I can't wait to talk about book two with you, Amber. Yeah, so I'm here. And that wraps up another episode of Cocktails and Cliture, where things got steamy and conversations got spicy. If you enjoyed our wild book reviews, author interviews, and irresistible cocktails and wines we sipped on, make sure to subscribe, download, and rate our podcast wherever you listen. Stay connected with us on Instagram and Facebook at Cocktails and Cliture for all the latest updates, behind the scenes fun, and more. And if you'd like to support the show, consider becoming a patron on our Patreon page. Your support helps us keep the naughty conversation flowing. Thanks for joining us on this thrilling journey. And hey, if the world asks you why you're blushing, tell them you're listening to Cocktails and Cliture the podcast that brings the heat one smutty chapter at a time.